This is Chris Brooks. Thank you for listening to this edition of Equip. Be sure and subscribe for free so that you don't miss an episode. For more information, visit our website, equipradio.org. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome to another exciting edition of Equip with Chris Brooks. I'm so glad you've tuned in today. Can you do me a favor? Strap on your seatbelt. We're going to navigate through the contours of culture, as always, with the lens of the biblical worldview on. But before we do that, let me remind you, this is the day that the Lord has made. He has given it as a gift so that you and I can rejoice and be glad in it. So let's do just that. Let's follow the words of the Apostle Paul. Let's rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. What a great day it is to be alive. What a great day it is to know and love Jesus. And a great day, if you don't, to experience his grace in salvation. Today, if you don't know the love of Jesus and his uh, desire to restore and rebuild your life, I pray that this will be a day of salvation and healing for you. And I want you to feel free to give us a call at 877-LIVE-675. That's 877-548-3675. If you have been sensing the Lord drawing you to himself, if you're at a place in your life where you say, I don't just want Jesus, I desperately need Jesus. Today, I want you to know it's not a coincidence you're listening. Uh, God has arranged for this divine appointment between you and I. So why don't you give us a call at 877-LIVE-675-877-548-3675. I would love to be your prayer partner today. I want to say a big happy Veterans Day to all those who are listening, who have served in our military uh, in any branch. And I want to say a special thank you uh, to my late father-in-law who served in the uh, Army in the Korean War. Uh, and uh, served our nation faithfully. My brother-in-law, who served in the Air Force, my sister, my big uh, sister, my older sister, who served uh, in the Navy and still trains young Marines, even now, uh, in New Orleans. I want to say thanks to those in my own family who have served in the military, but broadly all who have served And uh, I'm reminded today that freedom isn't free. Now, we know that from a spiritual perspective. We know that Jesus paid the high price of his life for our salvation. And praise God that because he laid down his life for us to pay the sin debt we could not pay, we have experienced salvation and forgiveness and grace for those of us who have taken him up on the offer of trusting in him, that that sacrifice satisfied the wrath of God and purchased our redemption. Um, But I also believe that our national freedoms in many ways is the result of many brave men and women who have uh, served in our nation's military and their families. We want to say a big shout out and thank you to military families. And and uh, even though today is Veterans Day, I want to say thank you to those who are currently serving as well. Thank you for serving and your families for serving. As a matter of fact, we have uh, a gift we want to give away today for the first 15 who call who are veterans or maybe you're a family member of a veteran. We got equipped t-shirts. We just want to give you a t-shirt to say thank you 
and we appreciate you. And so if you want to get one of these equipped T-shirts, it's a special Veterans Day giveaway. It's our way of saying thank you to honor and salute you. Dial the number now, 877-548-3675. Just let, let us know that you want one, and we're going to send one over to you as a way of expressing to you how awesome you are and how much we appreciate you. Again, the number, 877 877- 548-3675, but you got to call now. It's kind of a first-come, first-go type of situation, so you got to give us a call, and we uh, will uh, make sure we get this out to you. And the phone lines are filling up fast, and we're grateful for you. Be patient. We'll get to you, I promise. Today, I want to encourage and uh, and maybe cast a vision for military families because I think – that the military family could be one of the most mobilized mission forces that the church and the world has ever known. But I don't think that alone. My guest thinks that as well. Her name is Megan Brown. Megan is a seasoned military spouse. She's a mother. She's a Bible teacher and a military missionary uh, for Crew Military. Uh, That's a division of Crew. She's passionate about sharing the gospel of Jesus with the active duty military community in hopes of kickstarting restoration and revival. By the way, she's a graduate of Moody Bible Institute with a degree in ministry leadership. Uh, Megan lives in South Mississippi with her husband, Master Sergeant Keith Brown, U.S. Air Force, and their four energetic kids. Hey, Megan, how are you? Hey, thank you so much for having me. Well, this is uh, an important day. Big shout out to Keith as well. Thank you for what you're doing. So for those who may not know crew military, may not know the work that you're doing, can you just share a little bit of an overview of the work you're doing and and take us to the backstory as well of how God called you to this? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I have been a military missionary for about a decade Um, And the last two years, I had spent some really beautiful quality time over at Crew Military. Now, um, it's been a little bit of a life update. We recently um, shifted out of our roles, um, out of my role at Crew Military, and I launched um, a nonprofit called Millspoco, which is um, a military mission-sending ministry focusing on recruiting and training military spouses as missionaries. And so our time at crew was just so precious, Um, learned so many amazing things and got to sit under the teaching um, of some amazing leaders. Um, You know, when uh, crew military was founded back in the seventies by uh, Colonel Jack Fane, um, he would talk about the importance and the urgency of giving the gospel to those who are headed into harm's way. And it was such an inspiration to me and an affirmation Um, that there are other men and women who live missionally for the military community. And so, I I mean, the short story of how I got into ministry, um, I was a non-believer when I entered into uh, the space of being a military spouse. Um, My husband, one day, uh, after um, waking up early on a Sunday, was like, we are are going to go to the local church. And so— Um, Not really being excited about it, but really wanting to uh, be be kind and and listen to my new husband, uh, 
we went to this church and this <laughs> amazing man in a tweed suit, right, uh, started unpacking Ephesians 1. And I had never heard the gospel presented in the way that, you know, this pastor presented uh, just verse by verse, chapter and text, what the gospel really means, you know, that we had been predestined to sonship, adopted, redeemed, lavished in love. And, you know, that was the Sunday that I gave my life to the Lord. And so coming into the church as, as you know, an adult, um, you know, it was so interesting to experience the military um, and try to infuse a Christian perspective on it. Um, so that was really, you know, a lot of, of my wow. early years was really trying to sort out and figure out what it meant to be a believer and serve my husband as he served in the military. Wow. I would imagine that was not your <laughs> your sense of expectation when you got married. I know often it's, it's said, hey, you knew what you were getting into. Was that the case for you? <laughs> oh, man. You know, there's a there's a joke around that saying, you know, you knew what you were signing up for. Um, we never really knew. I think that at the beginning, all we saw was a very good-looking person in a uniform. <laughs> um, <laughs> I always joke that those early 2000s battle dress uniforms were really where it was at um, before wash and wear. It's something about a guy standing there in a creased, <laughs> creased pants and a black T-shirt, man. But for me, um, we knew about some of it. We understood that, you know, we would be uh, – operating the ministry of marriage with seasons of separation because of deployment. We knew about the moving. I don't think in our wildest dreams we could have really understood what it would actually cost. Um, You know, my husband was deployed for most of 2019 and then came home a few weeks before, you know, the world shut down. And and shortly after the world shut down, he received orders for a 12-month unaccompanied Um, tour to Korea. And so we basically did almost two and a half years in separate zip codes. And with young children at that time, ranging from, you know, 11 all the way down to five, they didn't understand. And and we didn't know at the beginning, you know, nearly 20 years ago, that it would be sleepless nights, crying children, and, and a disconnection from civilian communities every time you moved, you know? Yeah. You know, it, it is uh, the reality that the challenges that military families face are so far beyond uh, the average person's understanding. And I'm always a fan of the church, Megan. I typically root on the church. I'm a cheerleader for the church. But I also want to be honest when the church is challenging, uh, is is uh, not living up to the challenge. So let's get give an assessment, if you will, You've been in this work for a decade. How has the church done? How is the church doing at caring for military families? Oh, man, that is a wonderful question. You know, uh, one of the things that we talk about as missionaries, when a bunch of us get together, we sort of lament um, the disconnection between the local church and the local military community. Um, You know, the military community is about 30 years behind in resourcing, They are widely disconnected from the church. And the younger generation of military service members and their families are not only unchurched, uh, but they have kind of an antithetical view. 
And so there's a lot of work that has to be done. Um, gone are the days that you could just say to your neighbor, hey, join us for church this weekend. It's got to be so much more intentional. And when you do bring them to church, there's got to be a receiving end. And so kind of the pattern that we've seen is that military community members, when they do attend church, they feel like they're treated like like potential or or are all the time volunteer not volunteers but all the time visitors, right? Mm. They're perpetual visitors. No one remembers their names. No one plugs them in. Now that's not across the board. There are some churches that are really doing a great job. They have pastoral ministry teams in charge of military ministry. Um, I know our church has a military benevolence policy. There are uh, church plants out there that are being planted right now that are being led by military contextualized pastors, um, service members that have gotten out um, of active duty that have planted churches right outside installations. We're seeing revival um, kick-started from a ground movement. And I really believe that if we were to give the gospel with intention to this community, we would see the gospel travel to the nations rapidly. You know, you think about it, it makes so much sense. It's almost like the the army, if you will, up under our nose that's always been there, but yet uh, many have not seen them through the missionary lens, through the evangelistic lens. But I want to church, yeah. I want my listeners to understand more deeply what it's like being a military family. I want you to help us to understand that, Megan, to the best of your ability. And I also want to make this practical, right? Uh, I want folks to leave with more than just a sense of, I can pray. What can we do to really make a difference this Veterans Day in caring for the military families that are living in our communities that are uh, right uh, around the corner from us that we're in relationship with. So if you can stick and stay, Megan, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and hopefully we're going to bless the military families. Listen, folks, the T-shirts have been given away. Many folks have called in. Veterans have called in. It's been our gift to you just to say thank you for serving. But I do have to let you know we've given them away. But don't worry, we're going to be a blessing to veterans this entire program and to their families. Maybe today we can pray for you or with you. We know that parenting is hard. Being separated geographically is, is difficult and painful. We know that marriage is not easy. Megan knows that firsthand. So if we could be your prayer partner or encourage you today, dial 877-LIVE-675. That's 877 877- Five four eight thirty six seventy five. Don't go anywhere. Much more to come. Next up on Equip with Chris Brooks. We all want to live joy-filled lives, filled with satisfaction in God. But that life is not automatic, even for seasoned saints. So what do you do when you're weary in the battle and you want to give up? John Piper's book, When I Don't Desire God, will energize you as you fight for joy and encourage others along the way. Ask for your copy when you support Equip this month. Call 888-644-4144 or go to EquipRadio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. Megan B. Brown is my guest today, seasoned military spouse, 
mother, Bible teacher, and military missionary. So grateful for Megan joining me today. Again, big shout out to her husband, Master Sergeant Keith Brown, U.S. Air Force as well. Megan, thank you for setting aside time to be with us. Listen, I want to, again, make this as practical as we can. Before we get into how we can do that, I want to open up the phone lines. For those of you who are military families current, or if you're a veteran or veterans family, we'd love to pray with you today, support, encourage you. I know so often you can feel alone, but God wants you to know through programs like this, he sees you and that you're not alone. 877-548-3675 is the phone number. If there's a way we can pray for you, come alongside, encourage you, resource you in any way, please give us a call. And uh, one of the reasons why we wanted to have Megan on today is because I believe she and her ministry are a tremendous resource to military spouses and the military community more broadly. So Megan, uh, let's, let's get back to what's unique about being a military family that we need to know. What are the unique realities? Oh my goodness. There's so many unique realities to the way that we do everyday life. You know, one of the things that I think is kind of an undertone is that uh, I would say that it's not a bad life. It's a great life. Uh, Just some of the bad days are really bad. I think when we don't know as the church uh, what military families are going through, we can't practically stand in for them. And I think if you ask any evangelical church, would you welcome military families in your church? I think every one of them would say, absolutely, we welcome them. I think the thing to know about our community that makes us unique, or that not that makes us unique, but one of the things that's important to know is that we want to feel wanted. I think there's a vast difference between being welcomed and wanted when space is made, when circles are open. You know, if you think about some of the unique things, When we move, we are in desperate need of connectivity, relationship, support. And as military spouses, we are the ones with our boots on the ground and and, and hands-on building those things from the moment we unpack the first box. I think the thing to know about us is that sometimes we're too tired to create new relationships or can't carry the burden of building relationships after the boxes are unloaded off the truck. Sometimes our kids are truly grieving. Sometimes the movers lose our belongings and uh, our kids don't have bikes. They can't go play. There are so many things that impact a smooth move, um, plugging into a local community. It's about whether or not military community members have the bandwidth or the ability even to create the relationships that they need to survive, but ultimately to thrive. You know, you have been uh, really, to me, leading a threefold charge. And again, for those who are listening, if today on this Veterans Day, you are a veteran or the family member of one, and you'd like for us to just pray with you and your heart needs encouragement, 877 548-3675. And also, if you're active duty and you're listening and you say, Chris, this is not a mistake. I need today encouragement and, as Megan said, to be connected to the Lord 
man, would today be a great day uh, for salvation. I would love to pray with you as well. 877-548-3675. Or thirdly, a pastor who's just interested in saying, man, uh, I'm a church leader and I really want to make a difference in this space. Megan, I want you to talk to us. It, It seems to me that there's three things you've been after. Number one, that the military community can hear the gospel and be connected Mm. to Jesus. Number two, deep discipleship. And I want you to really talk about how you're equipping folks to experience deep discipleship who are in the military community. And then number three, mobilizing this missionary force to take the gospel to the nations. Can you just share about that threefold vision? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, uh, when I became a believer, I wasn't traditionally discipled, and and I say traditionally, I wasn't um, easily plugged into the ministries of the church. I felt out of like a fish out of water in most ministry programs for women. I didn't feel like they understood what my life was really like, and it ended up in a lot of isolation and and trying to just check the boxes. I went to church. I tried to read my Bible. I tried to do all the things that they tell you to do, you know, from the Sunday pulpit. And there came a time, my husband was in Afghanistan. Our children were very young. They were five, three, and one. And one day a postal worker showed up at my house and she had my husband's foot lockers. And Mm. without blinking an eye, I said, are you here to tell me my husband is dead? Wow. And I could see the color draining from her face, and I knew it had drained from mine. And, and in that moment, I just could hear a loudspeaker in my own mind that life as I knew it was over. There were no communications at that time. It was the mid-2000s, right? Communications weren't as, as technologically advanced, and there was no answer. And I remember closing the door and staring at the front wall and thinking, I don't know any answers. I grabbed my Bible that I had never been taught how to read or study. And I said, some big guy on Sunday said that you talk. How does that work? Mm. Is it like an eight ball where I just shake it up and, you know, you'll tell me if my husband is coming home, how I'm supposed to raise kids. What is, what is it that I'm supposed to do? Is this panic I'm feeling okay? None of those answers were answers I had. And so I remember randomly flipping through ravenously trying to find any grain of truth. And I landed in Thessalonians and and reading Pray Without Ceasing. I found myself even more frustrated because I had never been taught to do that. And so I'm talking to the Lord and I'm saying, do I just talk to you? How does one ask? What does the future hold? This isn't what I want. Where are you? Why is it so quiet in here? I don't know anyone, right? Wow. And so all of these things are spiraling in my mind. Our kiddos are playing with blocks on the floor. I'm trying to hold it together. And I just remember the next three days being the worst three days of my adult life. Every black car that passed my home sent me into a panic attack. All I could think when I was speaking to the Lord was, please don't let this be my life. This is not what I wanted. 
many times it was just the word please. And, and a lot of the time, if I'm honest, it was just tears. And three days later, I get a phone call and it was one of those times you Olympic style hurdle over your couch to get to your cellular phone before it stops ringing. Yeah. And I heard my husband on the other line and he was like, Hey, I'm fine. We moved. I couldn't call. I hope my stuff got there. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> right. The, the, I was like, I am going to have a serious conversation with you. I was like, find a way. Morse code. This is terrible. Yes. Yes. But while I was overwhelmed with gratitude that he was safe, mm-hmm. there was another feeling. That feeling was the crushing weight of conviction that I had professed Christ, professed that he was the Lord of my life, And for nearly five years, I had no idea what that meant because I wasn't discipled. I wasn't plugged in. No one showed me. I mean, yes, you know, my husband dragged me into a church where I heard the gospel and it, and it woke my heart up, but it was, there was no follow-up. There was no, there was no intentionality. And so in one of the scariest moments of my life, I had no one to call. Wow. And there are 1.8 million women in this space. Well, 1.8 million military spouses, 93% are women. And I, I want the church to visualize over a million women looking at a door, wondering where the Lord is, and no one's coming. Wow, what a great uh, way of painting a picture for our hearts, Megan, that we all need to see. Listen, phone lines are ringing. We're going to take your calls on the other side of this break. Megan's not afraid of taking on hard topics in her Bible studies. I want to commend to you Summoned. It's answering a call to the impossible, her study on Esther. It'll bless your heart. So much more to come next up on Equip with Chris Brooks. Get equipped with me, Chris Brooks, and grow spiritually, think critically, and live compassionately in your community. Go to moodyradio.org and enter for a chance to win a new Apple laptop. Grand prize winner will also win $500 in logged-off software, a masterclass, and more. Now, runners-up will win an equipped t-shirt or the book, One Volume Seminary. Contest ends November 14th. For a full list of prizes and to enter, go to moodyradio.org. We want to bless you for the holidays. We want to give you a gift because you've been such a gift to us. So that's why we're doing the Equip Giveaway Contest. Many will enter, many will win as well. The first prize, grand prize winner, gets a new Apple MacBook. You also get that loaded with Logos Bible software, best-in-class Bible software. Uh, You also get a one-volume seminary from Moody Bible Institute and Moody Theological Seminary, some of the best theological trainers that uh, is available today, as well as we have uh, some swag we're giving away, some equipped t-shirts, as well as a master class. Some will get the one volume seminary, all will get the master class who enter in. This is a gift that keeps on giving. So why don't you go to moodyradio.org moodyradio.org and enter to win today the equip giveaway contest 
Also, praying today for partners and friends. Let's make today a giving Friday. Uh, As we close out the year, your generosity has helped us to be here every day through the first 11 months of this year. But we want to finish the year strong. So your gift today of $100, $500, will help us to finish the year strong and to dream big about the year that lies ahead. If we've been a blessing to you, can you call today? 888-644-4144. That's 888-644-4144. Your generous year-in tax-deductible gift will help us to fulfill our mission of equipping Christians to more effectively live, share, and defend their faith. Megan Brown is my guest today, seasoned military spouse, mother, Bible teacher, and military missionary. We're going to go to the phone lines on this Veterans Day to uh, take your calls at 877-548-3675. Before I do that, I want to read uh, a a comment or question, Megan, that came in from Patrice. Patrice is listening uh, to us today. She says, I'm married married to a veteran. Uh, He retired. I, he's, she goes on to say, I still see some of the after effects of his service. Mm. He uh, gave his best years to the military. Who supports people like me? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Patricia, I, thank you for calling in. Um, we would love to say that there are active and thriving communities um, and faith places for veterans and their families Uh, There are amazing programs through many, many, many churches, but I think one of the things that I continue to see is that, man, God had a plan in the family of God. The family of God, the local church, the body of Christ, is where we belong. There is a place for us at this table. There's a place for you. The church is where we belong, and while we want to look for programs and, and, and pipelines that serve all of us, I think one of the things that we can say is I think that God's design for us in community was in his family. And so if you're looking for support and encouragement, my loving and and heartfelt advice would be to speak to some of the women at your local church, talk to a pastor, see if there's any relationships or resources that they have through the family of God that can plug you in to places where you guys could talk about those things You know, one of the things that we don't talk about enough in the faith family in the church is how we serve service members and veterans who do wear the wounds of war internally and externally. How do we serve them? What does the conversation look like in its relationship? You know, and I think that, uh, Megan, you bring up a very powerful Uh, connection, and that is to Patrice, to all that are listening who fall into the category of a veteran spouse or family that's struggling, the local church is uh, the starting point. And from there, Mm. as uh, Megan has mentioned, there are a number of ministries. And there's also, you know, uh, for a long time, Megan, at my local church, we uh, work to maintain and build bridges with our local state government to know and understand what resources are available to military families and to veterans' families as well and veterans because uh, so often uh, there is a lack of knowing what resources practically are available, spiritually are available, and so those resources go untapped 
and uh, and unutilized. And so, Patrice, I want to pray for you today. I'm grateful for you. Father, thank you uh, for Patrice. I pray for the healing of her heart. I pray for the healing of her marriage. But I also pray for the healing of her husband. I pray, Lord, that you would bless him to just know you deeply, to honor you with his life, and to experience the outpouring of your grace and goodness. And I pray, Lord, that you would restore years that the enemy has stolen to their to their home and, and to their joy. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen, amen. Mm. 877-LIVE-675 is the number. 877-548-3675. Bob listening in Ohio. Hey, Bob, thank you so much for calling. What's your comment today, my friend? Well, um, I always thought it was very good. Uh, I, I was uh, in the Army in 68 through 70, uh, deployed over in Korea. And I think it would really be good if all of us as veterans would pray for the outfits that we were in, uh, the people that we actually were service with, uh, the different places, you know, uh, um, you know, like Fort Dix, AIT, basic training, you know, and all these other places like that. If we see now over your conversations all the problems that are there and the veterans, we know the trials and the temptations that, you know, all these soldiers have. And, you know, wouldn't it be just a good blessing if we prayed for um, all, not all yeah. the veterans, but even the, the places that we've been and and uh, uh, the camps and, and the outfits and everything like that? You know, the Lord, you know, he could do miraculous things. Yes. And we, you know, we have a direct line in knowing those camps, those people, and everything. You know, the Lord impressed upon me, you know, a couple months ago, pray, pray for well, you know what, Bob? I want to say thank you for that call, that challenge. Thank you for serving your sons, obviously, as well. And uh, it just reminds me, Megan, of your uh, sense of calling to be a military missionary, to invite others to do that. Can you just help me to understand what that looks like? What does it look like for someone who's serving in the military to say yes, uh, for their family to say yes, uh, we want to be a military missionary. You know, uh, we already live our lives centered around mission. We move, we pack up, we bubble wrap our emotions and stuff them in between our dishes so that we can move to the next place. If we would change our mind and ask the Lord to redeem the hardships of this lifestyle, the deployments, the moving, the frequent community building, if we ask the Lord to use it for his glory, to say, you know, the mission field is every place that we are moved to next. The next set of orders means there's a church family waiting for us there. There's work to do. There's mission to serve. There are families in need. And we are here to answer that call. You know, uh, we read it in scripture, Lord, here I am, send me. And I think if we can say to the Lord, we're in this space. Here I am. Send me. I think that's the first step. Practically, it can look a million different ways. Um, I've been so blessed to be in uh, opportunities to co-labor with men and women in this space. Some of them are doing uh, trauma recovery groups and, and having really difficult discussions around what it means to engage 
um, with that conversation around PTSD. We've got people in here who are really passionate about food insecurity and making sure that our service members who are facing food insecurity are served. Um, For me, it's Bible teaching and making sure that every military spouse has a Bible and knows what it says. Um, There's such an opportunity to stand in in the gap of where people need things that things do not exist. So, Megan, I I think this is a great opportunity for us to just highlight the the Bible studies that you guys make available through your site. Talk a little bit about, uh, about that, because there may be families who are listening to us that say, I'm willing to open up my home to invite other military families weekly to study the Word. You're willing to resource them, aren't you? Absolutely. And really, that's how I started in military mission work. Um, I opened my front door and I put up a post on our local spouses page and neighborhood community page. I'm reading through the word if anybody would like to join me. And our first meeting, it was six women. It was me and my newly formed friendship with my neighbor um, and, and a handful of women from the street. The next week, 17 women crowded into my very narrow, thin living room. And then by the third week, there were over 25 women in my living room, and there was standing room only. And I watched out my front window as women were dragging lawn chairs into my living room because they were so desperate to hear what the word of the Lord had to say. And it was in that moment that I thought to myself, Lord, I, if I'm your Bible teacher, you might have an HR problem. And, and I joke about that, and I talk about that because I know there, there are people listening that are thinking, I could never do that. I could never lead a study. I don't even know how to study the Bible. I would feel totally unprepared. I was totally unprepared. And um, one of my mentors said it this way. She said, do it afraid. Do it afraid. Do it That's nervous. So yeah. Do it unprepared. Do it Do it and trust the Lord because he will make up for where you lack. And the more faithful you are to the calling of Christ, to presenting the gospel whole and true and introducing people to the truth that's in his word, you will get to have the unique blessing to see people's hearts coming alive when they finally grasp the gospel. And when Millspoco is, is really a, res- a result of years of in-home Bible study, and from that first Bible study, there are now hundreds of groups meeting all over the globe. We've got a group in Japan. We've got groups in Korea, California. Wow. We've got it all over the world. Um, we have an app, uh, the Millspoco app that is in beta, um, and we are plugging Bible studies and groups in through this app so that military families can find faith communities when and wherever they are and get plugged into a local church. Well, friends, what you're hearing is the fact that you're not in it alone, that there are resources, but what we need, and this is true for every moment of revival, every great move of God, is it starts with those individuals who will simply do it afraid, say yes to God, step out in faith, and watch him do amazing things as you humble yourself and surrender all that you have for all of who he is. And so I'm asking for you to do that. Again, we have Megan's website. 
link connected to ours. So you can go to equipradio.org. That's equippedradio.org. We got to take a, our final break. Uh, we're going to take calls when we come back. There's a few folks that are on the line. But hopefully this conversation on this Veterans Day with this amazing leader, Megan Brown, has been an encouragement to your soul. If it has, I would ask that you would go to our website, let us know, equipradio.org. Also, social media is available to you, Facebook and Twitter. Go there to Equip Radio. Let's also make today a Giving Friday. As we get closer to the end of the year, we need your partnership to help us to meet our goal for budgeting. It enables us to dream big about the future and to be faithful today. Your gift of $100 or $500 or $1,000 helps us to get there. Can you give a call today? 888-644-4144. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back right after this. Equippers, thank you for your faithful monthly support. Please don't miss our Zoom webinar coming up next Thursday, November 17th, right after the program. You should have received an email detailing how to sign up for this interactive face-to-face meeting. If you are not an equipper and want to attend, become a monthly partner by calling 888-644-4144 or go to equipradio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. So grateful on this Veterans Day to say thank you, to salute those who have served our nation and uh, with bravery and courage and to honor their families as well. Also today focused on those who are currently serving to say thank you and to minister to your families as well. Megan B. Brown is our guest today. You can find a link to her website uh, at our website, equipradio.org. She, she understands what it is to be a military spouse and a military missionary, and she wants to pour all of that experience into your heart by God's grace. So find out more at equipradio.org. I'm going to go to the phone lines. Megan, uh, JP is listening in Delray Beach, Florida. JP, thank you so much for listening. What's your question for Megan? Well, Thank you, first of all, for taking my question and answering my call. Um, My husband was in the Air Force for eight years. In 1992, he went home to visit his parents and, of course, you know, for a leave, two-week leave. And, um, of course, very Christian family. They went to church. And during that service, the entire sermon was all the reasons why no one should vote for John Fitzgerald Kennedy. He left the church that day, went back to the Air Force, and never returned to church. Years later, Mm. we met, we married, and we didn't marry right away, but we met, and after a period of time, he came back to the church, not by my words, but by my behavior. We'd go out on Saturday night. He'd say, uh, I said, no, I go to church tomorrow. Long and the short of it, through my example, he came back to the church. I did not know his inner feelings, but he came back to the church. Now he's on the vestry. He's the people's warden. He spent his whole career, career at NASA. Mercury, da-da-da-da-da, the shuttle. We were invited to the shuttle 
the last shuttle, flop, mm. you know, uh, retirement. So he's had a long career of very brilliant service to our nation since John Kennedy wanted to put man on the moon. In a couple sentences, he will not pray. He mm. does not believe in God. He does not believe in Jesus Christ as, as his Lord and Savior. At every meal, every night before I go to bed, I pray, Dear Lord, please put the Spirit back in his heart. Yeah. yeah. I'm just looking for a mechanism to bring yeah. him back to the Lord. I appreciate your call, JP. And obviously, there's no mechanism. Certainly, we can pray. But um, I'd love for Megan just to encourage your heart. Megan, maybe with a minute or so left in the program, what would you say to JP and other military spouses who say, my spouse is so far from the Lord, what can I do? Oh, my goodness. That's one of the biggest prayer requests that we get, um, not only as a ministry, but as women in ministry, uh, women serving uh, you know, military spouses. That is the number one thing that we are asked for. I will definitely be praying for your spouse and for all of the women out there who are asking for the Lord to crash in on, on someone's heart. I think the thing that I continue to cleave to in those moments um, is that God's goodness for us is so present and that he is near to the brokenhearted. And, and also as a practicality, I would beg for the local church who ha- have volumes of godly men to really answer the call of discipleship and community building because our husbands need the influence of godly men. And I'll be praying that your husband finds godly men in his inner circle and friendship uh, to model, like to see it modeled. It is so, so, so important. And I think as believers, sometimes we forget that the call to discipleship isn't a program. It's not a coffee meetup. It is doing life on life, shoulder to shoulder, knee to knee in prayer, walking through the landmines um, of life on earth on this side of heaven. It is a lifelong, immersive experience. And so my encouragement to you, um, prayers for you, and, and also a call to action for the church. Father, we do pray that the church would be enlivened by the voice of women like JP and so many others that are crying out for their own salvation or for the salvation for a spouse. Lord, you hear those cries. You're the God who saves. We ask that you would do it, that you would radically change the heart of JP's husband. And for all those spouses that are far from you today, will you draw them back to you in Jesus' name? Amen and amen. Megan, you're such a blessing Mm -hmm. and a gift to the body. Thank you for being with me on this Veterans Day. God bless you and Keith and friends. I can't wait till we're together again next time. Until then, remember, Equip with Chris Brooks is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. Hey there, friends, Chris Brooks here. You know, as Christians, we take great comfort in knowing who God is and what he can do. But we often don't consider how God's greatness is also contained in the things he cannot do. Author Nick Tucker joins me to explore how the things God can't do are truly for our good and his glory. Join us on the next edition of Equip.
Listen live weekdays at 1 Eastern, noon Central on the Moody Radio app or EquipRadio.org.